number five in your program, number one in our hearts. And today our uh, our hearts are heavy. Um, hello and welcome to Blue Notes. Um, I'm Tom Franklin. This is Mason. Blues fan reacts. Um, we're just we're 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 stunned uh, today. Yeah. Um, first of all, if you're watching live, welcome and feel and please comment and we'll share your comments. Any memories of if you've met Bobby Plager, please feel free to drop them in. Uh, we'll be glad to share them and talk about them. We have some videos pulled up. Um, um, just from you know various parts of, of Bobby's past, we'll play here. Uh, NHL Network's already come out and uh, given a tribute to uh, to Mister Plager. Um, uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Ashley Jones. Uh, it is indeed a uh, a sad day. Let's go ahead and bring in Guy the Hawaii Blues fan. Uh, he is uh, joining us from Hawaii here. And um, first things first, uh, before we go, go to you, Guy, um, the Blues, like maybe just a half hour before we started recording here, officially acknowledged uh, his passing. Of course, it was a wild, it was a rumor that was spreading like wildfire all Wednesday afternoon. It was a crash on, on Interstate 64, just east of Kings Highway, um, which is, oddly enough, so close to the old St. Louis arena. It's like the next exit down from where you would get off to go, you know, to the, to the arena here. It just so, so sad. Diamond does uh, RIP to a legend. He will be missed. Yes, he will. Um, it just, it just, it's, it's just so unexpected. And here's, uh, here's blues GM, Doug Armstrong, um, about, um, addressing, I guess, making a quick video about the passing of Bobby Plager. Unfortunately, I'm here today to confirm the passing of blues legend Bobby Plager. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Bobby Jr., Melissa, and the entire Plager family. As Bobby would fondly say, he's number five in your program, but number one in your hearts. That holds true today and forever, as Bobby truly is the St. Louis Blues. And, and yeah, I mean, this was an announcement that Armstrong wasn't expecting to make today. Heck, they were supposed to at three o'clock today, um, you know, do a special press conference announcing Barkley the dog is back with the team. God, of all of, of all the names, Barkley, you yeah. know, and 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 just and it's it's Barkley and Bob Plager synonymous uh, with the uh, with the Blues. Uh, Tracy Nana, it's the end of an era. The Plager name was interchangeable with the Blues, absolutely. The Plager, you know, both Barkley and Bob meant as much to the Blues as Stan Musial and Red Shandies did to the oh, yeah. Cardinals. Um, the, I mean, this was, the, I mean, this is this is the equivalent of Stan, basically Stan Musial dying. If if mm -hmm. you're a Blues fan, um, yes, uh, Matt MLO twelve number five in our programs, number one in our hearts. A sad day for STL. Um, R.I.P. Bobby. Uh, guy, we're 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 glad you're with us. Obviously, we we're uh, oh, yeah. uh, we're I mean we're not glad that we're having to uh, discuss this today. But uh, um, you actually True. got to see Bobby Plager play <laughs> um, in a Blues uniform, you know, in the '70s. And um, what are what what are your feelings right now? Um, I'm so glad it's raining today, so you can't see my tears. Um, totally, I, I'm. I, I, I'm hurting. I, I, I'm hurting really, really bad. Um, can I read something really quick? Go for it. So many people forget about Mr. Blue. Bobby has done more for the organization than any other two or three players combined. After the boys got him his parade, he asked if the cup could be taken to Bart's grave and a drink be poured out for him. That moment is so fitting. The original Blues brothers have done nothing but Bud Blue since 1967. Not about numbers, about Bobby nervously walking the corridor of the suites at Enterprise, Enterprise, waiting for the Blues to make a return trip to the Stanley Cup final. Oh, the man. last time that they were there, he was there too. This is about a man who dreamed of a parade for 52 years. Ever want to know what it means to be a Blue? Just watch Plager at Blues events. I will never forget how the team gave Bobby the first tape from the Cup, face from the Cup. I could go on and on and on. This man, our number five, is actually our number one. I wrote that this weekend when I did my top 10 blues and Bobby 
was my number one blue. And everyone forgets Bobby. And the question was, who are your top 10 blues? Not your top 10 blues players. Your top 10. And with that, I, I, I had to, I, I just had to, you know, there's no other name other than Bobby that comes to mind. And I remember watching this tough, even he, he, he was broad, even in his, in his younger days, if you see his pictures, he was broad chested man. Right. And he, he was, he was a bulldozer. He was, right? he, he really was, was a bulldozer and he would skate down. If you were between him and Barkley, you were getting your butt knocked out. He loved his brothers. Mm -hmm. They played together for three years, three years. And they're the original Blues Brothers. I, I'm, I, I, I'm really. Ashley Jones I, saying you're huh? time. I, I mean it, and this isn't. I, I want people to understand. This isn't fake. This is yeah. this is true emotion. That you know, um, I, I'm having a hard time dealing with this. I really am. I, you know, that's why I came on your show, and I'm not doing a show. I don't know if I could do one. Yeah, I don't. I, I I totally understand. By the way, Ashley Jones saying that your uh, words about Bobby were very fitting. So um, uh, stick taps for that. Uh, of course, Bobby known for his hip checks, as Tracy Nana points out here. Um, you know, the only thing bigger than his presence on the ice back then was his heart. He was mm -hmm. all heart. He was all soul. And um, I've I've been I've been fortunate enough, and now I take for granted now the the times i've been able to spend up in the uh, dan Co dan kelly memorial press box and even just on on a regular blues game just you know like you know it say it's like against an eastern conference team for instance um you can find bobby or you could rest in peace find bobby plager just you know during the game just walking nervously up and down the corridor. That was his thing. I mean, he wouldn't need, there were times where he couldn't even watch the game because he was so nervous about his blues. That is mm -hmm. love. That is absolute love for his team. And no one loved their team more in the, in, in hockey in the last 50 years, in my opinion, than Bobby Plager loved the St. Louis blues. He may have retired from hockey um, long ago, um, he definitely, I mean, I, he retired before my time. He retired before Mason's time. Um, but even people in our generation and younger can understand why Bobby Plager was so beloved just in, you know, just hear him talk about his team. Um, you know, for instance, you know, here's, you know, uh, as, as we kind of compose ourselves a little bit you know here's a video from fox sports midwest right at around the turn of the century uh st louis uh blues history twitter uh posted this today and just just listen to him talking you know about about his time in st louis and his team this where they now feature is brought to you by the adams mark hotel the hotel of st louis Oh, I think it excited us. Uh, you know, I was uh, fortunate. I got to play a few games when the, uh, with the original six. That was with the New York Rangers, which were up and down. And in those days, six teams, uh, not too many players played in the National League. League. So the expansion uh, and to come into uh, St. Louis, you're going to come in, you're going to play in the National Hockey League, you're going to be a regular, uh, gave a lot of us a chance to play. And uh, most of us, we took that chance here in St. Louis, and we, we went with it. And it was a great uh, St. Louis you couldn't have asked for a better place to come to. There's a lot of great hockey fans in here. Even before we got here, they loved their hockey. Uh, they had minor league hockey teams here, and uh, there's still people around the city. That uh, a lot of them, I think, Bruce Affleck's still there's about three, four hundred people still original uh, that uh, had season tickets from the first year, still have their season tickets here. And it's just a great hockey town, and uh, <clears throat> players love it. We have a great uh, alumni here, and uh, a lot of players that have played here uh, have made their home here, and. Some players only played here for half a year or a year, and they've uh, come back and uh, they live here. It's a great city, great people, and uh, uh, I married my wife here. I met my wife, married her. Well, I do all the pro scouting for the St. Louis Blues, so I'm uh, busier now. I do more traveling than uh, when I did as a player, but uh, again, it's here's hockey. It's You come as a player, and it's, uh, it's all I know is the hockey, and I'm very, very fortunate to still be involved in it. 
Yeah, and that's the crazy thing about Bob Plager. That was right around 2000, 2001, I think, that that mm-hmm. video aired originally on Fox Sports Midwest. He was still working for the team as their head of pro scouting. Um, mm. And it just, it just, you you hear the love he has for St. Louis and the team in that video. Um, a couple more comments. Uh, Marianne Holmes, uh, of course, the Plager brothers, both Plager brothers were great guys. I mean, we we forget about Barkley because unfortunately he was taken from us um, in the uh, late eighties, nineteen eighty eight, uh, due to due to cancer. Um, which I I have to keep reminding myself that hey. For the first time since 1988, um, Bob's with his brother, um, and that means that means everything to him. Like, in fact, I'll just I'll just dump out of us here for just really really quick to show you what Barkley meant to Bob. That's one of the big priorities for for Plager. Whenever he got his day with the cup, the very first thing that he did. Once he got his hands on the cup, was go to Barkley Plager's grave because he wanted to celebrate with his brother. Yep, and Blues gave him. He had to get permission to do that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. He and, it, and, this was this wasn't a spe- This wasn't the usual day with the cup thing that the players mm-hmm. do. Like he he got special, and, and the Blues make made sure made damn sure he got that. So I'm I'm, I'm glad they did that for him. Um, I I just. I, I, can I read something here? Um, and I don't know if I can read this. So I've reached out. You know, I have connections with a few players. Sure. I've reached out, and I have something, and I'm going to have a hard time reading. This is from uh, Gary Unger. Um, Take your time. Bob, Bobby was a close friend and teammate. He always was always the life of the party in the dressing room. Bobby, Bark, and Noel were larger than life. Bobby always had time to stop and talk and tell a joke to anybody he was sadly missed. Guys, you know they're they're hurting and they're they're reaching out to me with with these quotes and they don't have to, yeah. right? They they could tell me to to pack sand and and, and I just got this one and it, and it's simple. Uh, it's from Mike Zook. Bobby was the heart and soul of the Blues and the alumni. Period. Period. I mean, what 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 more can you say? Uh, and. I, I'm I'm sitting here and dumbfounded is is the only word I can come up with because the the to imagine a blues game without Bobby there. Right? It's, and it's not like he had an illness or something like that. The man was in pretty good health for he seventy eight years old. Perfectly healthy. Right? And and, yeah. and you know to, to see this to have this happen like that, and not only that, I can confirm that he was on his way to a blues event, and um, I can't 100% confirm this, but I can, I, I have it under good authority that he may have had a heart attack on the way. That's according to a former blues player. Uh, we're not yeah, going to yes. name names. And, but, and uh, unfortunately, I can't read what he wrote. I, I, I can't. I, know I, talk, I read it to you guys. I, I don't feel like I can read it. That That's totally fair. Um the, we, we we talked a little bit before we started here. Um, by the way, I'm I'm you know having a drink in honor of him tonight. I I keep a bottle of Macallan uh, Scotch just for you know occasions like this. So salute you know Bobby Plager. Salute. Hopefully, uh, um, you know you can um, have a drink in, in honor of him tonight. Um, I will. It was just. It was so close to the St. Louis Arena where he he you know the performer side of it. it it's eerie how similar it was to another uh you know passing in the blues family on january uh, 26 1980 uh lynn patrick who was uh, um a, a top official with the st louis blues at the time um he was uh actually the very first head coach of the uh, st louis blues and he remained involved in the organization up until 1980 um he left the blues game uh, on January 6, 26, 1980, due to an illness, and he crashed his car near the St. Louis Arena after suffering a heart attack. And it is it is just eerie how similar that is, and it's just, um, and not only that, but Bobby Bobby just had a birthday, March eleventh was his what yep. was his birthday. Uh, uh it's it, and 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 it just this the, for me the suddenness of all this is just. 
you know, it, it's stunning. Like, like even with Stan the Man, I mean, Stan the Man, you know, we we kind of saw that coming, you know, over time. He had a he had an illness that he dealt with up until his death. I think it was I think it was cancer. And but Bobby was healthy, as you said. In fact, you know, Ashley Jones Jones points out he was going to be at an event this coming weekend for the Fox T6 school district. He was still bleeding blue and doing events. He had so much love for the team. Uh, Marianne Holmes points out he is the heart of the blues. Uh, used to go to the Blue Note Club in the old barn and have dinner with my grandpa. So many stories of how Bob Plager would interact with fans like that. Um, heck, I mean, personal story, not not involving me, but uh, um, and my dad doesn't like me really talking about this part of his <laughs> life too much, but uh, my dad was the news director at KPLR 11 in St. Louis in the late mm-hmm. 70s and early 80s. And and um, sound, sounds like someone's talking in the background. Yeah, you know, hey guys, can you give me five? I need to make. I need to. Yeah, we'll. Call. Yeah, we'll take. Yeah, uh, sorry, guy. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, he he needs a moment, but um, you know, my dad was a news director at KPLR, and he was there when Bobby Plager ended his career and mm-hmm. wanted to transition into broadcasting. Um, my dad said that Plager was probably <clears throat> the most stubborn guy that he dealt with. <laughs> you know, and just getting to learn the broadcasting ropes, um, but about as passionate of a man as as he ever met. You know, whether it was, um, you know, as a player, as a coach, because he coached for a little while. Yep. Um, uh, even even attempting to be a broadcaster. You know, that's you know, whenever Bob Blager did something, he went in, you know, with double barrels essentially. Oh, yeah. Um, and and it's just it's. It's so sad. I mean, Mason, you're, you're, you know, we 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 we've talked to Guy, who will be back here in just a little bit. Uh, he's handling something right now, but he got mm-hmm. to witness Bob Plager play. I obviously came along after his career was done. You mm-hmm. came along way after career yeah. his career was was done. But just what does Bobby Plager mean to you as a as a younger Blues fan? As a younger Blues fan, you're told from the moment that you start learning about Blues history, you're told, all right, here are the greats of Blues history. It's Bobby Plager, Barkley Plager, it's uh, Grant Fuhrer, it's Brett Hull, and it's Al McGinnis. And those are your, those are your, um, sorry, They're, those are your, are the, the main five guys you need to know. Every Everything else is just details. You know, these are the yeah. guys that, and Bernie Federko, you know, these are, it's all these guys that are what it means to be a St. Louis blue. And I can tell you just knowing, you know, hearing all the stories about Bobby, uh, you know, watching highlights of some of his, you know, some of his games with the blues, you know, you could tell nobody played with more heart, not a single person in NHL history ever played with more heart than Bobby Plager played for the St. Louis blues. And, you know, just an absolutely gut-wrenching loss. It's absolutely gut-wrenching. You know, I can't even imagine what guys feel, and I can't even imagine what you're feeling. You know about you y'all know a lot more about him. And you know, you've grown up just knowing who he is, and me being a re- pretty recent blues fan, you know, knowing how much he means to me c- can only just be magnified by a hundred times for you guys. And you know, he was at he was at the uh you know, I was I've I've been told that he's at he was at pretty much every game. He's always he's pretty much at every single blues game. And I remember he was at the game that I visited Scott it was then called Scott Trade Center. Yeah. Uh I remember I remember going there and learning, hey, Bob Plager's in the building. And God, I'm just gonna be kicking myself for the rest of my life for not going up and trying to find him and meet him because I know he was at that game. And I mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, I'll I'll see him. I'll see him again. And it's yeah, just I, absolutely, absolutely gut wrenching. Before, before I ever got into media, sometime in the early two thousands, uh, me and my dad went to a game. I actually I think it was more like mid two thousands. It might have been that really dark era when the Lorries owned the team, and we had season tickets. And um, one day, Bob Plager was signing autographs in the concourse of then Scott Trade Center, and uh, he had a line full of fans. And me and my dad waited in line, you know, just like everyone else, and. It was it was a long wait because, you know, and, and it's something I appreciated more as I got older. Bobby took the time 
to sit down and have a chat with fans. I mean, even even mm-hmm. fans he never met and just wanted to share a memory of him or Barkley or of those, you know, early blues teams. I mean, it, it, there was there was no conversation too um too taboo for him, essentially. I mean, he you know, he he was he was glad he always loved talking about his his team, his blues. He was Mr. Blue, as uh, Jeremy Miller uh, pointed out. He th- th- this was this is the heartbeat of the St. Louis Blues that just got ripped out today. And it's just, you know, we're doing this. I'm, I live right on Oakland Avenue with, you know, on the other side of Hampton from where the uh, St. Louis Arena was. I probably live like a block. It's technically like a block away. And I can see 64 outside my window. And the traffic is still slow. Um, not just because not because of rush hour, because of that crash. That is how fresh this wound is. And yeah. uh, it, 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 it hurts so much. Um, at least occasionally, I, we're not going to call it at least forever. You know, we, 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 we give you a crap. We gave you a lot of crap this past week. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Bobby. Thank you very much for that. Uh, uh, leaves forever. Um, uh, Julie, uh, lad, let me go to her. Um, my mom is the same age as Bobby. We have met him so many times as a, um, uh, uh, get and got his autograph in gold. Uh, so that's one story. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Julie Ladd. Uh, Jordan York, at least Haley, will get to meet the legend now. I see her saying, hey, I hear you're famous too. Okay, uh, I can I can give you and I can give the backstory on that. Yeah, if um, you could, please. I'm a little confused on that. Okay. Um, Haley was seven years old and suffered from pH, uh, high blood pressure in the lungs. And uh, on February 11th, I think it was, just before the um, All-Star game, Haley had a procedure to put a stent in her heart so she could get medicine. Um, They released her that day, and on the way to a restaurant to celebrate, Haley suffered a heart attack and died. And the York family has been, I've done some things for the York family. They were fans of mine before. um, and. You know, they have a walk coming up in September for Haley, the PH fun, fun, fun walk for life. Um, I, I just in that quote right there, this personifies what blues fans are. You know, um, let me. Uh, by the way, just uh, completing her uh, memories of Bobby, Haley and Bobby are going to be playing birthday pranks together. That, yeah, that's I, I, I can totally see Bobby doing that. He's he he yeah. he, he he was he was a great teammate. Fan, I mean, one of the. I mean, for, I mean, for, you know, we we've talked a lot about his player. We talked about how much he loves his team. He was an absolutely wonderful teammate to be, you know, be a part of. Um, both he and Barkley, both. I mean, Bernie Federko, uh, basically credits Barkley Plager for a lot of his success with the St. Louis Blues. You know, because he had he had issues with Harry Ornest, and he had issues <laughs> with uh, um the coach at the time, Leo, I forget his last name. Um, but it was Barkley Plager who was the assistant coach at the time that, you know, Bernie looked up to and got a lot of advice from, uh, York also says, I bet you Haley and Bobby are going to talk all day, every day. Absolutely. Man, Bob is catching up as we speak right now to so many friends and conversations right now that he hasn't been able to have in, in years and in decades. So we should, we should be happy. Yeah, no, it, it's it sucks his that he's life gone. needs to be celebrated. And, and I tell you, I tell you one thing: there's there, there's one travesty that openly will get corrected. The NHL or the Hockey Hall of Fame has a section for builders. Mm-hmm. There is nobody who did more to build the Blues into what they are today than Bob Plager. Yeah. Bob Plager belongs in the Hall of Fame as a builder. For his lifetime commitment to this team that's in St. Louis, to, to this team that he fought so hard to keep here in 83, right, in 86, mm-hmm. that, that he gave his heart and soul. He won a championship with the Rivermen, with Chase yeah. and Twist, and so many guys that weren't the best players, but he took them to that level. This, this is a man, this is a man who knew what this meant. Yes. 
and there's very, I'm sorry, there aren't many who know this. I have this jersey has his signature on it. It's the reason I bought the jersey. I can't, right here. The reason yeah, I bought this jersey, because it had his signature. I didn't have his signature. And now I've got it. And I'm, it's, the emotion is, is, is real. It's, it's deep. Um, you know, I'm 52 years old. I was born December 30th, 1968. So right in that first season. And, you know, as, as I look back, I, I'm, you know, was a five, six, seven-year-old kid getting brought to games and seeing these guys and being so freaking wide-eyed at what they were doing and how fast it was. And yeah, all of this, the smell of the ice, the smell of the arena, the, the language, you know, I never heard language like that before. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was, and then you hear, they, and, and they all had thick Canadian accents back mm. then. They hadn't lost them yet. Ooh, oh yeah. my goodness. The A's and the O's and the A's and the, 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 say again. Yeah. Yehoser. Yeah. You, you know, know, it was, it like was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, if you've never had a chance to sit near or between the benches or in between the penalty boxes at a hockey game, it's an it's an eye opening experience to say the least with how free hockey players are uh, with their language. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Russell Clark points out that uh, Bob Barkley and Bill are up in heaven playing hockey together again. We uh, Bill Plager was uh, the third Plager brother. Uh, didn't have as a successful career as his brothers, but he still had a. He was kind of up and down with, you know, between NHL and AHL throughout his career. And, you know, he still got to play hockey for a long time. Um, he passed in uh, January 3rd of 2016. Mm-hmm. So so all three Plager brothers are are together again, as uh, um, as as he mentioned. Um, let's see what uh, by the way, um, it wasn't lost on me. It wasn't lost on uh, St. Louis Blues history on Twitter. That his passing, before I get to that, actually, first things first, you know, you, you were talking about how, you know, that he should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame as a builder and, you know, how I think some of his legacy kind of got forgot over time. Well, take this jersey as a case in point. This is a, a classic early 80s blues, you know, uh, replica. It's a number five. And, you'd be, and, and I know what you're thinking, oh, well, that's great. He's, 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 he's wearing a Plager jersey today. It's not a Plager. It's a Ramage. Uh, because Rob Ramage got Plager's number after after Plager retired. And then, of course, famously, uh, Barrett Jackman wore number mm-hmm. five for the Blues. Although in that I, I know I know specifically in that case, he got permission from, you know, you know, from Bob Plager to wear that. But the thought that Bob Plager's number five wasn't retired until the last couple of years is just just unreal. Um, they didn't waste any time with Barkley and. The, on this day, 40 years ago, exactly 40 years ago, was when the Blues retired Barkley's number. And no. here, to the day, that's according to St. Louis Blues history on Twitter, to the day. And here is the uh, video from uh, Hockey Night in Canada at that time when his uh, his number was raised. Awesome. At the top of the standings, the St. Louis Blues took time from their run for first place to honor a hero of the past. Well, every so often, and probably not often enough, hockey does stop to honor one of its own, and that was the case in St. Louis the other night. The man in the spotlight was Barkley Plager. So we bring you to Tuesday night at the Checker Dome, a crowd of more than 18,000 on hand, not only to watch the NHL's two top teams, but to honor one of the best-known players ever to wear the St. Louis uniform, Barkley Plager. During the early years in St. Louis, Plager was a fixture for the Blues when they represented their division in the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row. Only two other players have appeared in more games in a St. Louis uniform. Barkley also spent three seasons behind the Blues bench. Tuesday's ceremony was a return to the St. Louis glory days. On hand, former Blues coach Scotty Bowman, now general manager and director of hockey operations in Buffalo. There's Cliff Fletcher, former assistant general manager with the Blues, now general manager in Calgary. Neil Francis there as well, of course. Two of the uh, Plagers' former teammates, Jimmy Roberts, shown here, now with the Sabres. And big Noel Picard. 
quite an embrace. Currently a Blues broadcaster. A lot of affection expressed for the former defenseman, and Barkley's response, as you might expect, was a humble one. I just feel right now very grateful and uh, very humble. It made not just me, but my family very happy. So thank you, everybody. Barkley Plager night in St. Louis. Barkley's mother in the brightly colored dress was there as well to see her son honored on Tuesday night, as was his wife and other members of his family. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Noel Picard, another uh, uh, great early blue and, and, and a fantastic human being. Um, but yeah, 40 days, 40 years to the day. When his number was tired, it is just it, it. And I agree with Jeremy here. It is so eerie that on the same date his brother's jersey was was retired. Um, just just you 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 can't plan this. It, it, it's it's just yeah. Not only that, it's crazy. on his way to have a fun press conference for something named after his brother. I know Barkley the dog. That's the lost in all this is is the fact that yeah, Barkley the dog uh, completed his. Uh, um, you know, training to be, um, you know, essentially a, a support dog, a service dog. Um, and um, they were going to have a press conference at three o'clock this afternoon. Of course, you know, probably probably to mark the 40 year anniversary of his number being retired, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Yep. And they had to cancel that abruptly because of, of what happened. It's just this is this is just beyond beyond tragic. Do you know what uh, needs to happen? What needs to happen? There needs to be a statue in front of of Enterprise, and it has there to be all be. three players, brothers, all three of them. There should be. Uh, I mean, they have McKinnis out there. They have Hole. They have Federko out there. Uh, it's time. Yeah, it's time. All and, three and it's of them. Time. I mean, for all three. Yeah, get all three of them. Not just Bob. Not just Barkley. All three of them. They, just- they, I mean, because you know they they talk so much. I mean, you know, I grew up a Brett Hall fan. He was my idol. He was, he was, you know, I was a very shy, introverted kid growing up. And here is Brett Hall, who's not afraid to speak his mind, who was not shy at all. And I, I really looked up to him, you know, not just as a player, but just for his personality. And Brett Hall, and they, all, they always call, you know, the uh, now the Enterprise Center, the uh, then the Kiel Center, the place that Brett Hall built. Mm-hmm. Because when Brett Hall came along, the Blues were still kind of emerging from some very tough years. The late 70s, early 80s were very tough years financially um, for a myriad of reasons for the Blues. And they were pulling out of that. And then Brett Hall kind of you know takes the Blues into the, into the stratosphere. Brett Hall would not have a foundation to build the Blues on if it were not for Bob and Barkley Plager. I mean, yes. I mean, Gary Unger was a great player. Red Berenson was a great player. Sure, Jock Plant, Glenn Hall, all that stuff. But Bob and Barkley Plager were the heart and soul of this team. They built the foundation for not just blues hockey, but hockey in general to survive in St. Louis. I mean, this was attempt, you know, like the like like the third serious attempt at some level of professional hockey in St. Louis. You know, remember the Ottawa Senators moved to uh, St. Louis in the 30s and became the Eagles for a season, and then the Depression happened. And yeah, I watched the game. <laughs> You're not that old. Come on, come on. Fake news, fake news, fake news. Guy Bensing, um, and then you had the St. Louis Flyers, uh, the minor league team that was playing in the St. Louis Arena before the Blues started. But uh, yeah, the you know the the Plager brothers are are just as instrumental to us being here right now, wearing these blue notes uh, either on our shoulders or behind Mason's shoulders. Um, you know, just very, very important to, uh, um, the team, by the way, Gary, uh, Bettman has actually issued a statement on the passing mm-hmm. of a Bob Plager. We're, we're, we're getting, we're getting a lot of memorial, you know, remembrances from around the league. We have one from uh, NHL network here coming up, by the way, I don't care about copy strikes, copyright strikes today. Yeah. This is, this is not why we're doing this. Nope. Um, here's Gary Bettman. Few men in the history of our game were more closely connected to a city and a franchise than Bob Plager was to St. Louis and the Blues. In the lineup for the Blues inaugural game on October 11th, 1967, he assisted on the first goal in franchise history and committed the Blues' first penalty first that penalty. night, Yep. thus commencing a 54-year association with the organization. 
Plager played 11 seasons on defense for the Blues, including four alongside brothers Bill and Barkley, appeared in three Stanley Cup finals in the franchise's first four seasons and had his number five retired in 2017. Upon retiring as a player, Plager served the Blues in various capacities for four decades, respected by his fellow players for his toughness. He was beloved by teammates for his welcoming personality, so true, and forged a fierce bond with St. Louis fans that would last his entire life. Again, very true. The National mm-hmm. Hockey League family mourns the tragic passing of a true St. Louis original and send our condolences to his daughter, Melissa, his son, Bobby, his two grandchildren, and his countless fans in St. Louis and throughout hockey. Uh, very nice. Can, can, I, uh, can I say a, a fun story? He actually, Bob Plager has a book. Uh, it's called Tales from the St. Louis Blues Locker Room. Yep. Uh, one of the first, one of the, I don't know if you guys I have that behind me. It. I have you that have behind, behind me, actually. There's yeah. a story in there where it says, uh, there's, there's a story in there where it's like, you gave him a, where where it was the first game, it was against Minnesota, uh, then the North Stars, and he gave him, he, he got out there and immediately gave somebody a slash, just like a hard slash. And you know how hard you had, yeah, you know how hard you had to slash somebody for that to be, for a slashing to be called back in the 70s hockey or 60s and 70s hockey. You had to really get him. And so mm-hmm. he serves his penalty, comes out of the box, sits on the bench, and his coach is like, I think it was uh, Patrick and Bowman is like, What the hell did you do that for? He must have done something real bad to piss you off that bad to slash him like that. <laughs> and he goes, No, 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 you don't understand. Because whenever they release the programs every single year, they're going to say, they're going to say history blues history's first penalty bog bob plager so he did that (laughs) intentionally just so he could get into the programs that they release every year and that's just like the most bobby plager story i think that's in there well this this no this book is, is, by the way, full of treasures. I've not actually had a chance to actually read it myself yet. Uh, I think I'm going to, you know, uh, starting today. But on the back here, it gives you, you know, kind of like the cell, the, the the hard cell for the book. And it says, relive the greatest moments in blues history. Experience the wonder as Scotty Bowman recommends fish as brain food. <laughs> Chuckle as Bob Plager sends Ray Fortin's false teeth back to St. Louis. Learn how Doug Harvey, hockey legend, hockey Hall of Famer, um, Doug Harvey, who did have a cup of tea with the uh, with the Blues, loses his Cadillac while out to eat. Laugh as story. laugh as fellow teammates walk around with only half a tie hanging from around their necks, and of course celebrate as the Blues take home the 2019 Stanley Cup. If you haven't gotten this book yet, get it now. Whether it's the hard copy or the Kindle. Uh, mm-hmm. you can get it anywhere. It's it's I, I haven't read it yet, but uh, I need to now just because yeah. I'm actually, ordering it today. I, yeah, I actually had that book uh, in 2017, so they added a bunch to it for the Stanley Cup. So I haven't actually read that, so I'm gonna have to get the new version. Uh, but that was just like I've looked, I read that story, and I'm like, that is what Bobby Plager is, isn't he? Because I didn't really oh, know totally. it before I got that book, and then I read that. It's like, oh, this is who he is. He intentionally nearly breaks the guy's arm just so he can be the first <laughs> St. Louis penalty in Blues history and That's... get in the program every year. It's just like, who? how many players out there play with such a heart like that? It's just That's so funny. Just that... That's Bobby, baby. That's Bobby. <laughs> uh, Diamond Dez, I'm young, so I wasn't alive to see him play, but my grandpa knew him personally and told me stories all the time. So sad to see him pass. Uh, Jess York, just devastating. What an incredible human being. Thoughts and prayers to his family. Hug my baby, Mr. Plager. Oh, man, that's that's sad. That's that's Haley's mom. Okay, okay. Yeah, very touching. And yeah, you, you better bet they're having some hugs. In fact, they probably are still embracing as we speak. Yeah. Can I interrupt here? Tom? Yeah, go ahead. Something's kind of come to my thought. And, and I'm, I'm trying to feel like the last time that I felt like this. And I remember it almost dead on. I had just gotten a new job. I was working second shift. Um, so I slept during the day. When I got up, I had heard the news of Pavel Dimitra oh, and the plane man. crash. Oh, man. And, and, and I yeah. have to bring that up because. Ten years ago. Yeah. So, But it's not just that. It's So for me, Bobby was this guy that, you know, I, I while I never met him, I feel like I knew him. Right. 
Yeah. You guys are the Demetra era, so I gotta, yeah. you know, ask you, does this feel like that for you? I mean, it, I know, I know with that when, when yeah. Demetra died, when I went to work that day, I, I had trouble working. I had trouble paying attention to what was going on because I was so connected, yeah. even though I hadn't heard Demetra's name in a couple of years. Same, same level of sadness and, um, you know, shock, you know, because again, Demetra's passing was also very surprising at the time. I mean, it was, it was, it was a plane crash with, you know, him and Igor Korolev and other members of the, uh, of the locomotive team. And I don't remember um, that. I'm not old enough for that. I don't remember that plane crash either. Yeah, it was, it was, it was 2011, uh, when, 2011. When, when, when that happened. Uh, of course, Demetra was a you know, blue star in the late 90s and, and, and early mm-hmm. 2000s. But I, I want to show you something that I did on um, eBay recently. I'm going to actually uh, uh, pop it up here on, uh, on, on the stream yard here. So uh, I've always wanted to do this. I have a hockey jersey collection. As you know, this is one of, I think, of about 10 or 11 blue jerseys I have in my collection. I'm adding another one. Uh, should be arriving uh, this week, and it is the one you are seeing uh, right now. Uh, it is a St. Louis Blues uh, pro player jersey. They're road white, uh, and pro player made made the blue uh, made replicas around you know 1999, 2000, 2001. Well, I am mm-hmm. getting this shipped off to Lieb here in St. Louis or Liebe to be made into a Pavel Dimitro. I guess I've always I've always wanted to have a Demetra jersey from that era, and you're not going to find many that you know at, at least still out there in the wild, if you will. Um, so you got to get one like this and have it custom made. But I was I was so glad to do that um, because because Demetra was another guy that I really admired growing up, and um, he was such a he was so talented. Always seemed to be battling an injury of some sort during the time, you know, his time with the Blues had you know, some trouble staying on the ice, but he was a great player. Um, and I was glad to see him go on to, uh, even bigger heights, you know, after he left St. Louis, um, and Ashley Jones pointing out Demetra was an equal level of sadness. Uh, Kevin Nash Dixon, the team should dedicate the rest of the season to Bobby and his brothers. Oh, y- you got to figure that's happening now. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe light a fire in the gut for the run. It's time. It's you know, time. Go on a run. Do it. Do it for you- Bob. Do it for, you, don't do it just for Bob. Do it for no. all the Plager brothers right now. Go for you a run. Ne- I hate trying to equate a loss like this to uh, a current hockey team's woes right now. It's it's not fair to Bob Plager. It, 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 it seems kind of trite, but he's right. If this does not spark this Blues team to a heck of a second-half run against some very tough opponents... I don't know what will. I really don't know what will because, you know, I mean, and yes, you can, you can, you can sit there and say, no, well, none of these players played with Bob Plager back in the seventies or eighties. It doesn't matter. He was, he was still a St. Louis blue until the day he died. He, they all knew Bob Plager. They all loved him. In fact, he was there in Boston for game seven uh, when they won the Stanley Cup, and I was—I remember watching this on Channel Five. And again, I don't care about copyrights today. I'm not making a dime off of this. This isn't what we are here no. for today. But no. I remember his interview with Frank Cusimano um, in Boston after the Blues won. And in fact, let's go ahead and yeah, take it's a on my website too. By the way, yeah, check it out stlfanreport.com. Uh, check that out. But I'm going to play it for you right here, right now. Bob Plager over here, Bob, the man who's been with the franchise for 52 years. Yeah. Put into words what this means to you, sir. Well, it, it's un, unreal. You know, I had three chances, didn't make it, but tonight makes up for it all, and whatever happened before, this night makes up for it. Not just for me, as I told you before. St. Louis, their fans, our players, our owners. I mean, I don't know what to say. It was, uh, it was very tough on me, this series, walking around, but I wanted it so bad, so bad. You've been talking about this parade for years, Bob, and you're going to get your parade. Well, I'm going to get it, and there's a guy named O'Reilly this year. I gave him his sweater, the players their sweater, when they come in numbers, and I told O'Reilly, I said, you know, I need a parade. And tonight, he, said, he got me one. That's what he said, I'll get you it. How often got- during this celebration, or when you knew it was coming, did you think about your late brother Barkley, one of the great blues players of all time? Well, we were talking about, we thought about it a lot, all the players in here, the Jimmy, the Noel Bacard, and Al Arbor, the Solomons. I mean, there's so many blues players up there, and 
And they think we're going to party down here. They're partying up there. And I thought about them a lot. Bob, congratulations. No, thank you, and thanks to St. Louis. There you have it right there. Um, I, I was... The number one feeling that night, of course, was just jubilation that the Blues won the Cup. But the second strongest feeling I had was just this feeling of just absolute delight that Bob Plager got to be there when the Blues lifted their Stanley Cup for all that he's done for St. Louis hockey and the St. Louis Blues. God bless him. If God bless my him. memory serves me correct, he was the first non-uniform person to, bring, he was. to, to lift the Cup. Yeah, in right. fact, they. In fact, I think the the uh, some of the players made it a point to mm-hmm. get Plager to touch the cup. You know, even as they were having their moments with it on the ice. Uh, um, so and yeah. And when um, the cup went back to the locker room, they sat him down. Yeah. And gently poured. You know, they didn't pour it over him. There was so much respect. He got the first taste. Mm-hmm. That's. If anything tells you something about what he meant to those players, that was their cup. They could have given it to anybody. That could have gone to, to a longtime player. It could have gone to Steen. It could have gone to Bo Meester, mm-hmm. a few others. But it didn't. It yeah. went to Bobby. And, and uh, I remember George- seeing that and just the tears that poured down my face that day. You know, and it, they're the same. I'm fighting back tears now, and I know I know you guys have seen me a couple times. You've taken me off because I've had trouble um, dealing with this. Quite all right. I, I just you haven't seen it. Pat Maroon put out a statement on Bobby. Can we? Yeah, try and I am. That? I am digging it up as we speak. But okay, uh, I got it right, right here. Sorry, Sorry man. Um, is it on Twitter? Yeah, I got it right here. All right, I'll go ahead and pop it up on the screen here. Uh, give me just a second here. Um, by the way, Jordan Cook notes something uh, Haley and Bobby have in common is that they both got to touch the Stanley Cup before they passed, and thank God for that. The next time we win the Cup, Bobby and Haley will get to throw the biggest bash uh, with Barkley and Bill and everyone else. Absolutely. Uh, Pat Maroon here. Let's go ahead and uh, get this pulled up here real quick. And uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, read that off, Mason. He goes, rest in peace, Bobby. You were always smiling and always had a great story to tell. The Blues family will miss having you around. My thoughts and prayers are with Bobby and his family during this difficult time. And then actually, uh, Ben Bishop also uh, put out a statement. Uh, it says, Rip Bobby, one of the one of the funniest, most kind souls I've ever met in this game. Your kindness and smile will be missed but never forgotten. If you guys remember when Ben Bishop was actually drafted to the Blues, the first person on the podium to shake his hand was Bobby Plager <laughs> when, when ben Bishop was drafted. And you know what? He was so no, – it's too bad that Ben Bishop uh, wasn't a blue for very long. But, yeah, but, but yeah, Bob was the guy who, you know, said I'm. he was so excited to have a St. Louis native on the roster. And, you yeah. Know, that, so excited. Bobby, and that just you tells you how much he loved everybody, everything St. Louis, not just the players, but especially the, the fans there. Well, it's not that. Um, oh, guys, I got to take this phone call. Um, take me yeah, off, that's, please. That's fine. Go ahead. Um, I'm really curious. I, I know a lot of uh, his former teammates are uh, uh, currently, you know, digesting a lot of this. Um, mm-hmm. I know uh, uh, Guy, the White Blues fan. If you followed him at the uh, uh, fan clan or on his YouTube page uh, during his intermission shows and pregame shows, he's had. Uh, former Blues player Terry Yakon and uh, and former member of the Blues organization Mike Zukon, uh, both of them are are just right now processing everything. Right now, they couldn't join us. Very understandable, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, I find one reason I'm doing this stream right now is just because I find it's better to to talk, you know, just about uh, about this right away without uh, um, without lingering. Uh, so far, Federico hasn't yeah. put out a statement quite yet. Obviously, everyone is still. Um, digesting what is uh, going on here. Uh, and just to show you, and his impact is just more, you know, than just, you know, with his fellow teammates in the city of St. Louis. Um, you know, we're getting a lot of, uh, um, you know, reaction from just around the league in general. Mm-hmm. This one here is from the uh, NHL Alumni Associ- Association. Um, the NHL alumni are devastated to learn of the passing of St. Louis Blues icon Bob Plager. 
From hip checks to practical jokes, Bob has been a fan favorite for over 50 years, and his legacy will be imprinted on our game forever. And number five in your program, number one in your hearts. Which, that just, again, that saying is just, that that is that is so Bob Plager. And it just, it just goes to show what he means outside of uh, the Blues organization. Uh, John Kelly also putting out a, a statement. Yep. Uh, of course, his father, Dan, got to call so many of uh, Bob Plager's games here. Uh, John Kelly on Twitter saying, the Kelly family is completely devastated on the passing of number five, Bob Plager. The organization will never be the same. It is impact on and off the ice will live on forever. He always left you with a smile on your face. RIP, Mr. Blue. Um, so, yeah, this a uh, more outpouring of support for him. Um, thank you very much, Ashley Jones, for watching and uh, listening. Yeah. Uh, she really appreciates us doing this show tonight as a fan. It helps with the emotions to talk it out and remember, which is exactly why uh, why we are we are doing that right now. Um, see, I think that brings us. Uh, um, oh, here we go. Um, here's here's an early memory, and this is something that we oh, can talk about one. with Guy before when, when he comes back, because he probably remembers actually, actually watching this. Uh, memories of Bobby being one of the first in the stands in '72 to defend Al Arbor, with four Blues being brought in. Um, this this correct me if I'm wrong, Mason. This was against Philly, I believe it was. Yes, Philadelphia, and, and they, uh, that story is actually in the book as well. Yeah, it's in uh, the, it's in the book, and he said, and you know, it was it was really funny because the referees in that in that time uh, said that uh, went to the NHL, went to the then commissioner, and said, you know, you know, Bobby Plager got a stick and just started bat beating up three fans. He beat up three fans with a stick swinging, and he needs to be suspended. Well, luckily, there was a camera trained on that incident. And so Bobby Plager got that. Uh, he got the clip. He got the video. Yep. And, went, and, and, and here it is in the book, yep, by the way, the, yep. the shot he of him. He got the video, and he went to the commissioner's office, and he straight up said, and he, he played the video and said, okay, so according to this referee, I had my stick, and I was hitting fans. And so they played the video, and it very clearly showed that he didn't. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, here's this guy, this other referee statement. This referee also says he did it. So let's watch the video again. And so we played the video again for him. And again, very clearly, didn't didn't show him beating up fans. And then uh, I, th- I think it was some executive also said, you know, one of the off-ice officials is what, it, is what it was. He said, Okay, well, he said the same thing. He said that I, I went into the stands, had my stick, and was beating up fans. Let's look at the video again. And the commissioner's like, all right, that's enough. I get your point. I get your point. And he shoot him out of the room. And sure enough, didn't get any didn't get any any kind of discipline there. He dropped his stick, dropped his gloves to fight the fans, but he didn't swing his stick. I, I'm going to actually go ahead. It, it, it's, it, it's about a couple, just like a couple pages here yeah, about that incident. That. It's, it's, it's a really good account. And I'm just like reading over here. I'm just like, wow. Um, of course, uh, John Heffer, uh, thank you very much for uh, watching. Let's celebrate what he did. Thanks for the stories. Well, here's one for you. Um, we were playing in Philadelphia on January 6th, 1972. We didn't think the refereeing was fair. We were down to nothing. And some of the calls led to the goals. Scotty had gone to Montreal and Al Arbor was our coach. Al got on the referee at the end of the second period and received a bench minor penalty for arguing. They announced that it as we were going to our dressing room. The ramp was right behind our bench. There was no canopy over the ramp in those days like they roll out there uh, now to protect the players. Back then, you had to walk past with the fans hanging over you. They would throw things. They would yell. They were close enough that they could touch you and you could touch them. When Al got the penalty, he was on the ice with the officials. They skated off to the dressing room at the other end of the of the rink uh, at the Zamboni entrance. And I'll go and bring, uh, looks like guys ready to go again here. Um, when Al got the penalty, he was on the ice with the officials. They skated off to the dressing room at the other end of the rink at the Zamboni entrance. Al followed them across the ice to keep arguing. I saw that, and I was an alternate captain then, so I followed him down. Al caught the referee on the ramp at the Zamboni end. A fan came down and threw a beer on Al and took a swing at him. I was right behind Al, and a couple of our players were behind me. The rest were already in our dressing room. I came off the ice and climbed up over the railing into the seats after the guy who threw the punch. The next thing you know, a bunch of fans were throwing things at Al and me. 
Then our players came up after me into the stands. At the time, you thought it was the right thing to do. You're a little older now, and you think maybe it wasn't. But in the heat of the game, you're protecting your coach. Not a player, a coach, by the way. Uh, that, 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 that's how crazy hockey was back then. It got very ugly. The police got involved, but they came after us instead of the fans who started it. Al was busy down there on the ramp with the police. He had his shirt ripped off. He was only wearing a T-shirt, and there was a lot of blood. Al got hit over the head. I think a policeman hit him with a nightstick or a billy club. I don't know for sure because I was busy. I reached out and grabbed the fan who swung it out. All the fans up there came in on me, but the team came in behind me. Phil Roberto was there, and my brother Bark, and my brother Billy. John Arbor, no relation to Al, was there as well. It was his first game up from the minors, and he got hit pretty darn good. Uh, those were the first ones. From what I understand, someone in our locker room said, there's a fight in the stands, and nobody had to say, let's go. They just went to help us. The riot squad was sent to the ring. The Philadelphia paper said more than 150 cops were brought in. They had started the game with just 17 policemen in uniform at the rink. Uh, the riot squad had bigger sticks than us, not the little billies that the regular cop, uh, cops had. It went on for a long time. When it finally broke up, we skated back to our bench to go to the dressing room. Fans were reaching over the board, spitting, kicking at us, throwing things at us. Floyd Thompson, on his way off the ice, had his stick up in the air for protection. A policeman in the runway grabbed his stick. Floyd pulled it back. The policeman tried to pull it out of his hands. Floyd wouldn't let go. The policeman kept pulling. Finally, Floyd let go, and the stick hit the policeman in the head and knocked his hat off. The game was going to be called off. There was a big discussion. They wanted to take the ones to jail who went up in the stands, but Al said, nobody's going to jail because we have a game to finish. The police decided to let us play the third period, but the game was delayed a long time, 35 or 45 minutes, and not just because of the brawl. We all had to have our skates sharpened during intermission. We had nicks in the blades from going up into the stands. They had to be ground down pretty far because the nicks were in there pretty good. Tommy Woodcock, our trainer, was busy. He was sharpening skates and putting stitches in. John Arbor and Al Arbor had their heads cut open. Al just got 12 stitches, but they put them in big in those days. That is an event. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Imagine that happening today. Oh, that's that's when arrest warrants come. And they out. played and the rest when... of the game. And they finished the game. <laughs> they fin no one went to jail. They played the game. Well, later in the story, actually, a few of them did go to jail. But yeah. Uh, by the way, Plato Herman. Uh, if you uh, search for Pat Maroon's Twitter, uh, that's where his uh, earlier statement uh, was at. Um, and of course, uh, here, Jerry Miller, how fitting that fans will be back tomorrow night. The best oh, way man. to honor Bobby. That's right. Tickets went on sale today to the yep. general public. Uh, is um, it going to be a full? Full? Are they going to let all eighteen thousand? No, 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 no. It's like forty-one hundred. Yeah, but they're they're slowly easing. It's this double like, what they got right now. But and this was like and this is like the first time that they had tickets just generally available to the public. Yeah. You know, all mm -hmm. season long. Um, I got to go eat dinner. If I miss the rest of this, I'll watch the rest when I get a chance. Thank you very much for your story, uh, sharing your story with us, uh, Jordan New York, and uh, um, I know you got a very personal connection with Bob, and I'm so glad. I you love got to you, share New that. Yorks. My love to yes, you always. Yes, absolutely. All all love here. All love here. Um, there we go. They're, they're, um, they're very, they're very strong supporters of mine. And, good. Um, but, by the way, you were around during that 72 brawl guy. Uh, do you, uh, do you have any memories of that? Uh, or, no, or I would have been like three or, or four, but I remember oh, the hearing the stories of it. Not uh, that old. Yeah, not that old. <laughs> I, 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 remember, I was born in 68. Um, there you go. What I do remember, I, and I think my first game, I was probably six years old, five or six years old. And my grandfather, I think he knew, he knew Federico or he knew somebody, right? Um, my yeah. grandfather worked at the brewery, um, was in the refrigeration section, you know, World War II vet, you know, so kind of knew everybody around. And he bet, bet mm -hmm. all the time. Gambler, you know, he, he bet on hockey because he thought it was easy. He thought that was the easiest of the sports to bet on. So he had tickets, and we were like down at the arena like right between the benches, just off the side of the benches. And I remember um, hearing the coach stand up there and calling, in, calling him all kinds of names. 
right? Yeah. Right after a goal was scored. And he's yelling and screaming. And then someone looks over to Bobby and says, Bobby, will you shut him up? Bobby goes, okay. Goes out on the ice. And I don't know, I, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what it was. But he, I just remember him. As soon as he got on the ice, he took three strides and just cold cocked somebody. <laughs> Rock the gloves. Bop. Bop, bop, bop. Wow. Just, uh, and he gets back. He, he gets his five minutes, comes back to the bench and goes, how did I do? <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. My one, so much heart. One plaguer story that I have. And it just because I and it was the five. I will never forget the five. You know? yeah. and, and when they retired it with Jackman and in him that jersey, that meant something. And. Yeah. and you know, I still, my regret is that I could not get him on my show. And, and, and I yeah. tried. Trust me, I tried. And I bumped into, me, I, I bumped in, I bumped into Bob a lot, you know, just, you know, just in the last couple of years. And I kind of regret not stopping and having a chat with him or, uh, you know, I was, I was always, you know, I'm, I'm, when it comes to celebrities, I'm still a little shy on that sort of uh, thing. So well, me too. see, there's, yeah. there's the thing about Bobby that I, I think we're, we've, we're, in some ways we've talked about, but in other ways we missed. This man was not a celebrity in per se the word celebrity. No. He was one of us. Yes. You have to understand, this guy's from a small town in Canada. He comes here from New York. He played on the Rangers. Comes here in 1967 on the opening day roster and basically never leaves. Yeah. While he coached Peoria, he still lived here. Mm-hmm. Right? Amazing. He, he basically... He, didn't leave the city. He didn't leave the organization. He had some connection to it. And it's the one thing that needs to be corrected. And and I, I talked about it a little bit, but it didn't get any steam. It absolutely surprised me his name was not on the cup. Really? Yeah. He's in a blues ambassador. He's been paid for the team. He's a paid member of the front office. If anybody's name should have been on that cup, it should have been his. Agreed. That 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 seems like an oversight. Hopefully they can still squeeze them in at some point and fix that. That's ridiculous. Uh, but you know what? You, you know what? I we, we've been we've been going for an hour here, and um, I want to say that I feel a lot better for doing this mm-hmm. and sharing his memories and sharing some emotions with you guys. You know, it, it helps to talk uh, when 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 these things happen. And I'm and I'm so glad. I'm thankful for all of our fans that have. Uh, and listeners of who remember Bob Plager coming in and sharing their stories with us as well. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, we're going to uh, leave it off here uh, with uh, the NHL Network, um, the their report on Bob Plager passing and just uh, sharing some of um, you know their memories of him just from a national perspective. And then we're going to leave, uh, leave it with a one-minute moment of silence um, for, uh, for Mr. Plager. And uh, again... He's he's number five in the program, but number one in our hearts. Thanks, guys. Some sad news to pass along here from the NHL world. Our hearts are broken after learning of the passing of Bobby Plager. This is from the St. Louis Blues tweeting this. It is unimaginable to imagine the St. Louis Blues without Bobby. News coming down, in fact, just earlier today, a legendary member of the St. Louis Blues dying after being involved in a car accident today. So this is really sad news to think about here. And honestly, Bob Plager, you look at the, just the memories here, 78 years of old, uh, here, Raiders spent 50 years in the Blues organization, began his career in the NHL in 1964, played 14 seasons as a defenseman, obviously was a part of the front office for many years. You think of the Blues, and if you know the history, Bob Plager is a big part of it. Well, when, they, when they won the Stanley Cup, Bob Plager was there, and St. Louis is one of the best alumni in the game and pro sports. The St. Louis Blue alumni is huge, and Bob Plager has been a huge part of that since his retirement. He's been involved in scouting. He's been involved in coaching with the organization. He was as tough as they came. Uh, in the National Hockey League, a defenseman. He had brothers, Bill and Barclay, and they all played together uh, from Kirkland Lake, Ontario, the hockey hotbed for many players out of, mm-hmm. out of the mining town up in northern Ontario. But uh, that check right there was what Bob Plager was known for, the hip check, open ice hip checks. Uh, and uh, this, is a, this is a huge loss for uh, the St. Louis hockey community because he, he touched so many lives, uh, still lives in the St. Louis area with his family, and um, 
This is a big loss. This is this is a very sad news. You mentioned playing with his brothers, Barclay and Billy. That trio helping lead them to three Stanley Cup finals. The Blues uh, began with the Blues. The franchise began in '67. He was in the NHL in 1964. So 14 seasons overall, three with the Rangers, 11 with the Blues, 616 career games overall, and the legendary work after that. A scout, a coach, a hockey executive involved in analytics. I mean, it's a, it's amazing to think how much he was a part of it. And when you think of the Blues, especially that era, like you know they had the original six, and those next six teams came. St. Louis took a little time for them to reach their mojo but the fact that three straight cup finals i mean that's pretty amazing that time R really amazing and uh, that was uh, i believe scotty bowman was the coach at the right. time of that team uh and doug armstrong's the general manager of the st louis blues today and he's been there for a while won the stanley cup and doug is very big on alumni being at the games being involved with the team uh getting their input uh, on the game and Bob Plager's history on the game and what he's seen, the players he's seen come and go, he's played against, um, was a huge part of everything that went on in St. Louis. Yeah. It's definitely tough to see this news here for Bob Plager as he passed away at the age of 78 once again. I had his jersey retired, by the way, in 2017 by the St. Louis Blues, so uh, that's wonderful to see the organization approving of that there.